a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover on the fastest 60 minutes of radio. As we try to help you slow things down just a little bit, divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense today. And, of course, there's always a lot happening on a Monday. Uh, hard to believe we are into the month of February already. Uh, January was just a, a quick blur there. And uh, there's a lot to unpack and to regroup on, I think, as we move into into February and as we look at what's going on in Washington, of course, uh, the bulk of the news is centered around the coronavirus and a relief package, uh, whether or not the new administration will continue to go it alone. Uh, they've got 47 executive orders in the books, uh, just a stunning, uh, staggering number there. And again, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, left, right, center, wherever you fall on this, this is not how governing is supposed to happen. And I will just caution again, what is wrought by executive order shall be erased by executive order. And the biggest problem of all of that is it creates uncertainty uh, and it hurts citizens because of that uncertainty. It hurts markets, it hurts economies, it hurts communities. We've seen that right here in the state of Utah uh, with national monuments growing, shrinking, growing again, uh, not being able to plan Uh, is a struggle. Uh, We see it in a host of other areas, energy, uh, jobs, uh, tax revenue for the state. Uh, All of these things are impacted by these executive orders. And so, again, it is a cautionary tale. Uh, It is very worrisome to me uh, that uh, out of the gate uh, with a, a note of unity, that that was the goal of the administration. Uh, This is not how you get that done. Uh, So it's going to be interesting to see what happens next as it relates to the COVID-19 relief package. There's the usual squabblings going on in in our nation's capital. And uh, most of that is just uh, a lot of uh, shouting from both sides of the aisle. Now, we do have a little bit of progress in that we do have a uh, group of Republican senators who have put together their own bill. It's about $600 billion, uh, far short of the $1.9 trillion. Uh, that the president was asking for. But the thing that's going to be interesting to me, they're going to meet with uh, President Biden a little later on in the day today. And it will be interesting to see whether their proposal gets dismissed, whether they look at it as part of a three-part package that they could do this $600 billion COVID bill first, very targeted, laser-focused there, and then add some of these other things that the administration wants later on. Uh, that will be a test. Uh, and I actually think that's a good thing. Uh, I am one for very targeted, laser-focused, uh, laser-applied bills. 
and legislation because what that does is it creates transparency. You don't have something tucked away on page 897 of a 1,600-page bill that nobody's read. Uh, And it forces that transparency, which also does the other wonderful thing that we often are lacking in our nation's capital, and that is accountability. And when you have a massive $1.9 trillion bill, it's, it's impossible to go back through and hold anybody accountable for anything because it's just so massive. And so my question for the Democrats and my question for the Republicans is what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? Uh, are you afraid to put a bill on the floor and actually debate it? To show your work, so to speak? Uh, I was never good at math, uh, so showing my work was never a, a strong point for me. But surely the United States Congress should show their work, and they should show it in front of the American people. Because that's where the grades should come from. Not special interests, not other members of Congress, not political parties. Uh, the American people should check their work. And you can't check the work if it's buried in a 1,600-page document covering $1.9 trillion of spending. Uh, It's just impossible. Uh, Chuck Schumer was asked uh, over the weekend uh, what would happen, how would they move forward solo with GOP. Here's what he had to say. We hope that we can move forward in a bipartisan way with our Republican colleagues cooperating, but we need big, bold action And if we can't move forward uh, with them, we'll have to do it on our own. All right. And that's uh, that's pretty standard Washington fare right there. Uh, We will try to be bipartisan. And if not, we're going to we're going to go it alone. And usually when you make that declaration of we'll just have to go it alone this early in the game, it means you're pretty much resigned or committed to the idea of going it alone. Uh, Bernie Sanders chimed in just a little bit. Uh, he said it's not really about bipartisanship. There's something else to it. The question is not bipartisanship. The question is addressing the unprecedented crises that we face right now. If Republicans want to work with us, they have better ideas on how to address those crises. That's great. But to be honest with you, I have not yet heard that. All right. So this is going to be really fascinating to see how this uh, group of Republican senators, they are heading to the White House today, although it'll be interesting to see there. It's uh, a little bit of snow in Washington. I, I often commented uh, when I worked back there that if two snowflakes were having a conversation at the corner, uh, that was the signal to shut the whole city down uh, and everyone to stay home. And uh, of course, with the coronavirus, that's not as big a deal because most everybody is home. Uh, but Washington, D.C. is not a place that does well with snow. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how the uh, the day proceeds there in the midst of the snow. And, and then the question will be, are the conversations with President Biden uh, and with uh, members of the Republican caucus that has put together this $600 billion package, uh, if those remain chilly <laughs> and frosty uh, or if those heat up a little bit and actually lead to some bipartisan, some real bipartisan uh, efforts to to get something done. So that's going to be the question of the day in our nation's capital. Uh, will that meeting uh, present anything of uh, value or substance? Will it move anything forward? Or will it just be the signal of the beginning of the end of any kind of uh, appearance of negotiation or bipartisanship? And will we just get on to a majority rule in the Senate? Uh, and so that's going to be the the real test there. And so uh, we'll keep our eye on that as we go throughout the day here on KSL News Radio. Of course, Utah Senator Mitt Romney is part of that group. 
Uh, others in that group include Rob Portman, uh, Senator Cassidy, Senator Collins, uh, Shelley Moore Capital from West Virginia, uh, and a few others there that uh, have put this package together. And again, it's very different from the president's $1.9 trillion. Uh, which which includes uh, the fourteen hundred dollars stimulus payments uh, from uh, really the conversation from last year. Uh, the GOP plan uh, has a thousand dollars, but it's much more targeted. Uh, also takes out the fifteen dollar minimum wage and the uh, three hundred fifty billion uh, directed to states, particularly blue states with major budget issues. Uh, so those are not on the table in the Republican plan, and so those are going to be the things to consider and and think through. And the interesting thing will be. Will the conversation get elevated uh, or will it just be dismissive? Uh, will it be one of those moments where the president uses the oft-used phrase by new presidents, uh, elections have consequences, uh, and uh, that he is in charge and that he's governing and he's going to move forward with his $1.9 trillion, uh, without any Republicans on board? Or if there is an opportunity, my, my guess is this, if I if I were advising the Biden administration uh, if they really want to go after those other things, just just make it three bills. Uh, it can still add up to one point nine trillion so you can keep your base happy. Uh, but just have a different discussion about it uh, with the Republicans. Let's get that six hundred billion, which will give the most relief to the most Americans that are actually in need of that uh, and then move it forward from there. Uh, it, it's always a leadership test. It's always a leadership question. So we're going to watch that. We'll evaluate it as it uh, as we go along and, and make progress there. Uh, curious your thoughts on that. Uh, what do you think is going to happen this week in our nation's capital as it relates to the coronavirus uh, spending package, relief package? Uh, what's your take on that? Help us elevate the conversation. Enlighten us uh, with some of your knowledge today. You can do that on the Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. Again, 57500. Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line and uh, chime in today. Let us know what you're thinking on a Monday uh, as we uh, move things through just a little bit. Uh, We're going to go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk leadership principles. Uh, We had President Tuminez from Utah Valley University in the editorial board late last week. I'll share with you a little bit of that conversation, some fascinating things relating to UBU, our students, and the future of education here in the Beehive State. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.